Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sorry, Kolia here, and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. This is episode number 184. We're getting closer in this countdown to number 200. I'm excited for that. So thank you to those who are watching on YouTube, and thank you to those who are listening through the different platforms. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your support. Now, this week has been amazing. Of course, you know, we have the Shanghai Wonderfest 2021 in the collectibles world. A lot of stuff is on pre-order. A lot of people are talking about those things. I've been covering that on my main channel, JPSR Reviews. And, you know, go to my channel. If you haven't subscribed to it, follow me there. I talk about collectibles all the time. Not only that, in the gaming world, we have E3. And E3 is really an experience in itself. And I'm excited and definitely happy because it feels in some way that we get him back to normal after the pandemic last year and everything that shut down definitely was a really scary time for a lot of people, but definitely a lot of games that were in development had to kind of come to a standstill for a while. And, but everything has to resume when companies are working again. And even though this E3 wasn't as explosive as other E3s in the past, I feel that it was, it's kind of, we can see the gears turning again. We can see more trailers, a lot of work and development, there was a lot of information there, a lot of good things, also bad things, and there were winners and losers for sure. And in this video today, well, in this podcast today, if you're watching or you're listening, I want to cover what I consider the top 10 things, so the top 10 presentations there, or the, the main presentations, the good and the bad. And I want to go from worst to best, what I consider was the worst presentation, and well, I consider was the best presentation overall. So we're gonna cover that in this podcast today. So I wanna start first with number 10, which is the worst in my opinion, the, the worst presentation here. I would say uh, Bandai Namco. N Bandai Namco was the worst, to be honest with you. They only had one single trailer there. Uh, or one single thing they talk about was the game, the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, which is coming out in October 22nd. This is a survival horror interactive game, and this is the third game in this franchise. Now, this is the thing. I don't know why they decided to come with a presentation where they only had one single game. And of course, they do the whole presentation thing, the, the countdown on IGN, all of that. People are waiting to, for to see what is it that Bandai Namco is bringing to the table, and they only talk about one particular game. To be honest with you, that was like a troll move from Bandai Namco. I think a lot of people were so dissatisfied, unhappy about that result. You know, this company has so many franchises. You know, Bandai, you know, owns so many uh, anime franchises. There's so many games that have been produced under Bandai. Why couldn't they just bring something else to the table? That's beyond me. But to be honest with you, it was a pitiful presentation on E3 and definitely deserves all the hate that it can get. <laughs> because that was it. I'm not, you're not trying to bring down this game. You know, I'm not really into much into survival horror interactive games. You know, the trailer was fine, uh, but the fact that it was only one trailer and they talked uh, about this game for a while and everything, actually all the trailers that they passed prior to that in the countdown, that's just not the way to do it. Uh, so it was terrible. So whoever is working on that, they need to, I don't, I'm not going to say they need to get fired. Whoever is working on this, but oh, they, they need to be, you know, I wouldn't say commend it either. <laughs> they need to be um, admonished because they need to do something different for next year. Now, number nine, another one that really left a lot to be desired was Capcom. Uh, you know, I love Capcom. I was expecting, waiting, hoping for more information with fighting games, which is something that Capcom does. 
but it wasn't the case. And they did a lot of cover, a lot of stuff that they already cover, games are already here. They talk about Resident Evil Village. Uh, of course, you know, it's already out a few months back. But there's uh, new updates coming. They're working on and DLC, all of that. They talk about it. Resident Evil Reverse, which is the multiplayer uh, village. And this coming next month. So a lot of people are excited for that, which is good. Also, they talk about Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, who is coming out in July 9. Uh, and also, they talk about also Monsters uh, Hunter Rise, a free update that is coming. And there's some type of cross-play, some crossover with Stories 2. So... It's interesting, you know, this game, you know, coming to the Switch and also to PC, you know, Monster Hunter has it's a, has a big following around the world. So I know a lot of people are excited for that, but it's something that we're kind of new already. So it's not like it was new news to anyone. Uh, we also have another one that was the Grace Ace Attorney Chronicles coming on July 26th. It's the first time released outside of Japan. This is coming uh, to the PS4, the Switch, uh, I think also coming to PC. So, you know, I'm not really into the great Ace Attorney. I've never really been into those type of games. I know there's a big following and people love the characters. So it's kind of cool that they're doing that. And definitely the Switch had a lot of love in this presentation. In, in this case, on the entire E3, there were a lot of games for, the, for that announced for it. And ultimately, they talk about Capcom Pro Tour 2021, of course, you know, with the Street Fighter V, all of that, you know, the tournaments worldwide. But that was it. There was nothing really new per se, and a lot of people were dissatisfied with it. Um, I wasn't excited about it, you know. I, I wish they could have just give more information about also about upcoming fighting games. You know, in this case, there's a lot of stuff they could have talked about instead of just kind of reminding us of stuff that we kind of knew, already knew. So definitely, it's something that is uh, a bit disappointing. The only th new th thing there was the you know Grace Ace Attorney Chronicles, but beyond that, it was just everything else was passable. So yeah, that was another disappointment in this presentation. Now, number eight, I want to talk about Arcade 1UP. Arcade 1UP, even though they don't have a presentation or video per se, they release a lot of information and they have uh, a new stuff that is coming on pre-order very soon, I would say in July. We have the Mrs. Pac-Man and Galaga class of 81, which is a combo. Uh, it comes with a custom riser, clear deck protector. That's something that they've been doing in the most recent games. 12 games. You got Mrs. Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaga 88, Galaxian, uh, Dig Dog, Dig Dog 2. Mappy, Rally X, Rolling Thunder, Rompers, Tower of Draga, King, and Balloon. So, you know, this is if you're into those classic games from that era, from the early 80s, then definitely you're going to love this one. Of course, a lot of people are not happy because it's, it's something that they have done before. Now they kind of move some games around and they change, of course, the cabinets and the decoration, all of that. But ultimately, you're getting something that has been released before by RK1UP. But, you know, some people that have not done that, definitely this is an exciting thing to get into it. If you really love those games and you don't, you haven't purchased a cabinet then definitely this is one to pay attention to. Now, the second one that they announced is Street Fighter II Big Blue Edition. This is the 30th anniversary, so that's what we're celebrating. The good thing about this new arcades, uh, particularly this one and some of the newer ones that are coming, you have it is it's going it's Wi-Fi enabled, so you can do online multiplayer, and there's no cost for that. You don't have to pay a subscription. It comes with a custom riser, light of marquee. You have clear deck protector, which is a given. You have the 12 games, a lot of games here. Very interesting. You got the Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, a Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I like that one. Super Puzzle Fighters 2 Turbo, also another fan favorite. And what I really surprised me here is the Darkstalkers trilogy. You got Darkstalkers Night Warriors uh, Revenge. You also have uh, Darkstalkers 3. Then you have Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is a wrestling beat em up. 
You also have Knights of the Round, which is good. I like that that hack and slash beat him up. You also have Echo Fighters, you know, a shoot em up here, which is interesting for this, I would say, arcade, this cabinet. Capcom Sports Club, which is technically three games in one. I never really care much about that one. And then you got Muscle Bomber Duo. So you have all these games, different things. Now, some people, had, you know, this is one that is kind of divisive because some people would have preferred to have a, a, I would say, you know, a lot of Street Fighter stuff into this cabinet, like more like a, the Legacy uh, cabinet that came out, you know, not long ago. So people saying, how is it that the Legacy cabinet has more than this, you know, in this case, and this one has. And I would say the Darkstalkers, I love the fact that they had released in Darkstalkers, but I would have loved for that to have a, a, a specific, a particular cabinet for it by itself. So that's another thing there that is disappointing, you know. Unfortunately, it is disappointing. Um, but, you know, that's what they did. And, uh, you know, it's good. You know, if you haven't gotten in the Street Fighter thing, I think this pack, you know, this package as a whole, this bundle has a lot of games that are going to be fun. Now, the third one that they announced is Turtles in Time, a four-player arcade. This one comes with online multiplayer. It has a custom riser, light-up marquee, light-up deck protector, which I really like the idea, molded coin doors, and it only has two games. So the previous, um, uh, in this case, Tennis Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade that came out, the previous cabinet, it has the same games. But, of course, the design of the first one was based on the original uh, 1989 arcade. Of course, this is going to be based on the Turtles in Time arcade. So, it, but the best part about this one, I, I prefer the art on the first one, to be honest with you. I do prefer that one over this one. But this one comes with extras that the other one didn't have. The light-up marquee and the light-up deck protector. I like that. And also the Wi-Fi capacity, the Wi-Fi, the multiplayer aspect of it, which I think is a welcome thing. So that's an option. Unfortunately, they, they, in this case, you know, it's Turtles in Time design, which is it's okay. I, I'm not saying that it's bad. I liked it back then, but I still prefer the original. Now, the fourth one that was announced prior to the event was the X-Men uh, four-player arcade. We, we knew about that one. It is Wi-Fi and Naval, custom riser, light-up marquee, printed coin door graphic, uh, kick plate, which is the same as the other ones, which is, I like that idea. Uh, I, I wish you could actually insert coins. I think you can. I don't know. Clear deck protector. You get the three games here. You get the X-Men, which is the one in the title. You get the Captain America and the Avengers. I had so much fun back in the day with that game. It's one of my favorite games. And then you have Avengers in Galactic Storm. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know why they chose that one. Because, to be honest, you know, a fighting game like that, it wasn't the greatest. I would prefer, if it was my choice, I would have preferred for them to have, uh, in this case, the Spider-Man video game. But I understand that, of course, Spider-Man was produced by Sega, while the other the other two were produced by Konami. So ultimately, they try to keep things kind of under the same vein. But man, I think Spider-Man was a fantastic game also that I really loved during that time. So that's a missed opportunity there, in my opinion. They could have just simply done a everything together as a, I don't know, a Konami games. You know, in this case, beat-em-ups, because that's the, the idea, in my opinion. If you have a four-player arcade, then just go for the beat-em-up. So yeah, that's what it is. Now, there was and one thing that a lot of people were expecting, and there was no information. Unfortunately, we we had no information on the Simpsons Arcade that has been announced for a while. We have seen the mock-ups. We have seen the images. Of course, we don't know beyond the one game, the Simpsons game, what else is going to come with. Also, you know, we're still waiting information on Killer Instinct. You know, they talk about it, you know, early this year, and they haven't released any more information about that. Dragon's Lair with Space Ace, all of that, you know information that is missing you know they haven't really talked about it 
in July, the pre-orders are going to be open. They haven't given us the price, which is kind of scary at the same time, because we I wish that they were more open and forthcoming about it, because people want to know. And of course, with everything going up, I a lot of people are speculating that it's going to be between the $500 to the $600 mark. And the fact that they haven't released information is because they don't know yet, for sure. So we'll see. Only time can tell. Hopefully, we can get more information in the days to come. So that was it. Now, I would say on the number seven, the next one on my list is Devolver Digital. Now, Devolver Digital had a really, I would say, a long presentation. But one thing I can say about Devolver is that every, every year that they come to E3, they really kill it with their presentations. They do this, you know, in this case, that cinematic presentation, very funny, you know, to the nose. You know, they're always very satirical about everything. And this one was no exception. They really throw punches at the industry and the life service that is part of the industry as a whole. It was funny. If you haven't watched it, I would, I would say find the time to watch it. I probably will have the link for you in the description because it was funny. And it took, you know, it, it rolled its sleeves and took those punches really, really well. Now, they didn't release a lot of stuff, I would say, that is big. Of course, you know, the, in this case, developer always specializes on the more indie side of things. But some of these games were very interesting to look at. And definitely this type of games that I normally play, you know, and I finish and I move on to the next thing or sometimes not even finish. But you got Trek to Yami, which is really interesting. Uh, you know, Japanese style platformer, beat em up, looks interesting. Also, Phantom Abyss coming out on June 22nd. Uh, Steam has the early access. You also have Wizard with a Gun, which is looks really interesting. I love that. The, the concept is coming out in, tw in 2022 for the Switch on PC. Death's Door uh, looks really good, interesting, coming out on July 20th. Inscription, that is a card game that is coming out sometime this year. They announced Devolver uh, Tumble Time. It's a puzzle game also coming out this year. We, I don't know beyond that what else is there. And we have a Demon Throttle, which is coming out for the Switch. Now, the thing is this. All these things that were announced, um, they were more in the indie side. Uh, some of them, they really look cool. Uh, but again, one thing, uh, a lot of people love this presentation more than any other presentation. They criticize a lot of presentations, but they love this one. But ultimately, this type of, even the presentation was good and entertaining. At the end of the day, it's about the games. And some of these games, they're fun, but they're the type of games that you pick up really not for much. And ultimately, you just play once or twice and then you kind of forget, you know, or you finish them and you don't come back to them. Now, number six, and this one got a lot of hate. For, if you go to Gearbox, it's Gearbox Entertainment. If you go to the, the channel here on YouTube and look at that video of the presentation, it has more dislikes than likes because it was really dislike. It was done at the same time of, of course, Devolver Digital, and Devolver Digital got all the love, but Gearbox didn't, unfortunately. But it's because some of the stuff that was presented there, it was a 30-minute presentation, not much information, but there was some stuff there. If you really go, if you really don't pay attention to the hate, because sometimes if you kind of let the hate of the comments kind of dictate the way you see certain things, it's going to really affect the way you see it they talk about homeworld 3 and unfortunately the problem with that is that they talk about it in segments throughout the whole presentation but they never gave any information you didn't see any trailer they only talk about that they're working on it and they have like this kind of like 10 second segments every so often between every trailer everything they were talking and i think a lot of people got annoyed because of that you know homeworld 3 of course people love homeworld 1 homeworld 2 there are fans out there but the way they presented wasn't fun. But we know it's coming out. They haven't said when. Now, they have another one that I think is going to be big. And this is uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands coming out early 2022. This character that is kind of like, I think it was, it was part of Borderlands. 
But, you know, they do this offshoot of that and in a different world, different environment, different. So don't necessarily every it's not necessarily a a game that is within the Borderlands, you know, universe. So you have to know the Borderlands uh, or have played before or know the story to understand this one. You can actually just pick this one and play it by itself. Looks really interesting. You know, there's the, the same Borderlands design, the art, but at the same time, it has like a magical aspect in a, in a very different world, very magical world. It has that, you know, the the comedy and the, sometimes the rouchiness that, you know, in this case, Borderlands has. So interesting, you know, I, I think I, it was a, in my opinion, it wasn't bad, you know, but people didn't like it for some reason. Then you have Tribes of Midgard, which is interesting if you love the Viking stories, the Norse mythology, and, you know, definitely you're going to love this one. It's coming out on July 27. It looks interesting. Of course, you can build your world as an RPG. You can create all this. So it's interesting. I'm not going to say that it was bad. Also, there was an announcement for Godfall, uh, Fire and Darkness expansion, that is also now Godfall is coming, in this case, to the PS4. And I know Godfall was a disappointment for a lot of people, but they still try, trying to invest in time into this and to expand it. And, you know, the fact that it's coming to the PS4 late, but it's coming, the graphics for the PS5 are going to be the best. Of course, everything is going to be better there. But it, it's an expansion. And definitely they're still injecting stuff into this game. And that's always good. You know, it's also going to be available for the Epic Store. So I would say Gearbox didn't have as much to offer, but what they offer, in my opinion, is going to be big. Those type of games in comparison to Devolver, what are the type of games that you play once and you, you move on. Uh, with Gearbox, it's a type of games that you invest a lot of hours and a lot of time, and the fan base is strong. So once they get into these games, they can be playing this for years. Now, number five, and this is very interesting, is Square Enix Summer Showcase. That was the name of the presentation. The first game that they announced that I think is going to be very interesting and a highlight for me was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I know that the Avengers game wasn't as well received in the end by a lot of people. There were a lot of problems, hiccups with it. This one kind of follows the same engine, so it's going to be the same. But I think on this one, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to you. Uh, it's a story in itself. It's not an offshoot of the other one. It's just a, a game for it by itself. And it's coming out October 26. You know, the, the graphics look good. And I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. So in my opinion, it's one of those things that I'm going to love regardless. You know, even if I'm not crazy about in the end about the game, I just love the characters. And I think a lot of people are excited. Also, it's coming on the Switch. It's coming on everything. And uh, a lot of people are excited for that one. Uh, also, they talk about the uh, Final Fantasy uh, Pixel Remaster Collection. Or there's going to be separate games. They're going to be uh, sold at Steam. And on the a mobile and iOS, and the six first games in the Final Fantasy franchise, they are of course remastered for for you know in this case for new screens and all that. They don't have a date for this one yet. Uh, I would say that it's good for those that love the classic games, the Final Fantasy games, and they want to play them in, in in this case in newer hardware. So that's good. Also, they talk about the Legends of Mana remaster that's coming out in June 26 very soon. It's celebrating the, actually the 30th anniversary of the Mana series, and uh, it's cool. Now, it definitely looks cool, and definitely a lot of people are going to be excited for that one. Now, they talk about Marvel's Avengers. Um, there is a an expansion, a free expansion called Black Panther War for Wakanda, and it looks really good. The trailer was good, and it's good when it's when they give you free expansions. I'm all for it. Also, they're talking about more DLC that is coming. They they talk about some updates, the stuff that they're bringing into the game. So. Even though the game didn't show a lot of great reception in the beginning, I do feel that they've been working on it, adding stuff, and it's getting better and better. 
And I, I know that a lot of people are excited for that one. Also, they took it by Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. This is coming out on next year. And there is actually a trial that is uh, it's going to, I think, open on June 24, or it's going to be up to June 24. I think it's open now. But definitely has that Team Ninja's touch. So it does, it's, has, it's, it's more like a hack and slash more than an RPG, which is good. I like, you know, it looks interesting. The trailer was a bit rough, you know, and but they're working on it. Of course, all this is, you know, pre-alpha stuff. But uh, it's good that they are releasing, in this case, the trial so you can check it out for yourself. So definitely, I would recommend you to do it. It's on the PS5. So definitely, if you have a PS5, if you have a PS5, because nobody does nowadays, you know, everybody's looking for one, then definitely it's something worth checking out. Now, the fourth on my list, I would say Ubisoft. Uh, I know sometimes Ubisoft gets a lot of hate, but I would say that they were... They were concise on what they were presenting. You know, I like that. You know, they have upcoming expansions for all their games. I know sometimes when people talk about expansions, they don't think it's new because they want new stuff. They want to see new trailers. But I, I, I'm I'm happy when companies are, con they continue to support the stuff that they already have, pretty much that you already purchased, and they're really still giving you stuff. I think it's important because people invest time on those games. So we know that we have expansions coming for uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Very soon there's one. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting new expansions. Uh, Watch Dog Legions also. For Honor, The Crew 2, Ghost Recon. All of them, they're getting new stuff very soon. They're working on all that stuff. And that's good because people already, you know, again, they have invested time on those games. And the fact that Ubisoft continues to, and it thrives in doing so, it's always good. One thing that really an update and an expansion and a DLC, the stuff that is coming that I was excited for is the TMT, Tennis Mutant Ninja Turtles in Brawlhalla uh, crossover. If you're unfamiliar with Brawlhalla, it's technically like a clone. It started as a clone of Super Smash Brothers. The same idea, the same concept. Brawlhalla has been growing and they've been adding, they all have these crossovers with all these different franchises, whether it's Hellboy, where there is Tomb Raider and so many others, They're, even the WrestleMania, all of that. But now the Tennis Return Ninja Turtles added, exciting to see that. And definitely I'm going to get that. It is free to play, but if you want the special DLCs, you pay for that. The, the, the skins are expensive, but you know, but they come with their own gameplay, their own style, their own weapons, all of that, which is super cool. Now, another one that really is I'm interested on is Rainbow Six Extraction coming out on September 16. This was formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine. Interesting to see how Ubisoft is expanding on the and Rainbow Six Siege. The way with the same characters there, they're bringing it here, and definitely this is a co-op gameplay where you're fighting pretty much these aliens, which is really interesting. They have some gameplay showcase. It looks really good, and I like the concept. Definitely, it's good. Really looking forward to try it out and see how it works. Um, definitely, I'm a big fan of Rainbow Six. And, and this idea, this new concept, instead of doing DLC, they're doing their own game. And we'll see how that goes, how that expands. Now, Far Cry 6, we know about this one for a while. They have talked the presentation. They have showcased more trailers and more. Even I think there was some gameplay. And that's good. Like that. You definitely, it's looking really, really good. Definitely on next-gen con or now, you know, current. Because, of course, it's PS5 and Xbox, they're supposed to be current. They showcase so much fidelity. And it's going to be really good to play on, on those consoles. Now, another thing that is really interesting and exciting for a lot of people that they was presented there was the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora coming out next year. The movie, the second movie has been in works forever. 
but definitely a lot of people are really fascinated with it and and they you know being having a game in this place and this time you know with this technology that we have nowadays really gives us the opportunity to expand on this universe and to see it in a, in a deeper way which is in the, it's always good and they didn't give more information on how, how this game is going to play out, what type of, you know, if it's a first person, third person, what is a story driven multiplayer? We don't know, but we'll find out soon enough. And there was another thing that I think it was exciting from Ubisoft. That is a partnership that they're doing with Nintendo, Mario and Rabbids and Sparks of Hope that look really, really good. The trailer was fun. The type of Nintendo trailer and also the Nintendo presentation. Also, they have some gameplay. It's good. And I'm really looking forward to it. The fidelity is good. And we don't know if it's going to come for a type of, you know, Nintendo Switch Pro because nothing was said about that. But it looks better than actually the actual graphics that you normally get on the Switch. So we'll see what happens there. Now, talking about Nintendo, the company is third on my list of the E3 presentations. Always, Nintendo knows how to do presentations. You know, straight to the point, give you as much trailers or information as possible without really killing the time. And the first thing that they, they we saw was a really fun trailer. It was funny. The Tekken's Kazuya is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which makes this the ultimate thing for sure. They have brought everybody else. You know, you have what? they from Street Fighter. You have uh, from SNK. So you have all these characters fighting together. It's, it's amazing. And the fact that they brought him is really good and really expands on this game that a lot of people love. Also, there were things like Worms Rumble that is coming out on June 26th. If you're a fan of Worms, that's another thing. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. This is coming out on October 5th. This is a compilation, a collection of all the games that have been released for uh, Super Monkey Ball. Of course, now remastered for the Switch. And... I'm telling you, it's interesting to see that. Definitely, it's fun. I was never really too much into Super Monkey Ball, but I know a lot of people love the game. It's fun, and they really look good. The trailer was really good. Now, we also have information about Mario Party Superstars coming out on October 29. Metroid Dread. This is one that really got me excited because I'm a big fan of Metroid, the original Metroid. And I, this is a return to that form with 2D, you know, platforming, which I like that because we've been doing a lot of, the, of course, Metroid Prime, all that stuff. The kind of first person. Now this is going back to the classic Metroid style things. And I like that. Also, we got information of Mario Golf Super Rush coming out on June 25th in a couple of days. WarioWare, what's the new thing? Uh, WarioWare, get it together, September 10th. People excited for that. You know, people love WarioWare. I wouldn't say that I'm a big fan of it, but it's addictive if you start playing it. And also Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which is definitely, of course, a re remastered type of thing. More than a remaster, it's a, they have, it's a redone version of the classic Advanced Wars 1 and 2, you know, for uh, new consoles. This is for the Switch. And these are classic games. Of course, WarioWare and Advanced Wars, classic games from the Game Boy Advance era. People are going to love them. Now, Shin Megami Tensei 5 also coming on November 12th. Uh, there's a big following of this franchise. No More Heroes 3. There was a three-house presentation. Of course, we had that last year, but now we get to see more information, more gameplay. All of that is coming out on August 27. And again, like I mentioned, the co collaboration with Ubisoft with Mario and Rabbids and Sparks of Hope. This is coming out next year. Also, we get information on the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass coming on June 18. And definitely this game is growing and it's really fun. If you're really into the hack and slash beat em up style of thing into this, of course, Zelda world. Definitely you're going to love that one. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD coming out on July, July 16. A lot of people, you know, you know this. a lot of people are divided about this game on the Wii. 
you know, people love it, people hate it. It depends on where you stand with that. But now this has been upgraded, updated for the Switch, which is always good. And going beyond that with Zelda, they have one new thing. If you're a fan of Game & Watch, that you're for a treat because they are now a new The Legend of Zelda Game & Watch that comes with four games. It has The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, Game Boy's Link Awakening, and Vermin, which is a classic Game & Watch game. And this is coming out on November 12th. I know this is going to do well because the first one they did last year, or the previous year, I don't remember now, it's, it's been so long. It did so well. People were buying that thing left and right. This one definitely is going to do, I would say, that's the same. You know, people are going to buy it like crazy. It's going to be one of those gifts for Christmas that people are going to love. Now, also, they have some trailers, uh, some information, so some new visuals for Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel. And it looks good. It's coming out uh, next year. We don't know exactly when. Uh, but it looks really good. And some people are even pointing out that perhaps this is going, the graphics are really better. It probably is going to be for whatever they're going to do with the Nintendo Switch Pro. And this is, you know, it's, you know, definitely is good. I wouldn't say that Breath of the Wild is something that, oh my God, you know, I'm just blown away. But people love it. And you got to give it to Nintendo for that. Now, one thing that was disappointing about the Nintendo presentation is the fact, and a lot of people are, you know, there were a lot of games that were presented there. But there was no talk in regards to the Switch Pro, like I mentioned before. And, you know, that was disappointing because people were expecting and hoping for more information. They've been talking. There's been a lot of rumors. And some of these games, the way and the design and the graphic the graphic fidelity that they're showcasing in these trailers, a lot of people are making that comparison that, you know, it's, it's unthinkable that they're going to have the same graphic fidelity on a regular, on the Switch that we have now. So they're talking about that this is very clear that they, they can push, you know, the sales for the Switch Pro easily with this graphics, like with Breath of the Wild with the new Mario and Rabbids game because they look super good and some other games that they can come to that one. They talk about a lot of games. It's a lot of stuff, compilation of games. It's a lot of remastered games, a lot of stuff that is now coming to the Switch, like the Kakarot game. And also, you know, some expansions also for, um, you know, Doom, things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that is coming and games that have been, you know, that have been requested for years that now they were part of the Wii they didn't make it to the Wii U, but now they're jumping into, in this case, to the Switch. So that's exciting news. Now, second on my list, and this was not at the presentation. Uh, unfortunately, they have a presentation planned for July. It's EA. Where they're, in July, they're going to have what they call the E-Play Live. But even though they weren't there, I think they, they steered the pot really well with Battlefield 2042. Um, it was something that even the trailer, the gameplay trailer, because they got two trailers, the original trailer that I, I actually reacted to on my uh, gaming channel, and the second trailer, which is the gameplay trailer that also they have at the Xbox presentation. I think EA is pretty much throwing everything. They want this game to be big, and it's going to be big. It's going to be huge in all aspects. And this trailer is really gather a lot of following and a lot of people millions and millions of views of course you know this was a pre-alpha so the footage is not the final game of course when you they think about pre-alpha there are gonna be some changes the aesthetics and stuff like that but for the most part you know there are a lot of things that you get to see there are very uh, factual are things that you're going to see in the game of course after the youtube compression all that some people were critical about the graphics when it comes about that when the, this type of presentations a lot of people that don't even play the game on a daily basis a lot of people a lot of these youtubers are just caught players or they play other things but of course you know youtube kind of pushed them out 
So they're more their trailers, you know, their reactions go live, all of that. It's just the way the the marketing works. But they're not uh, in this case battlefield players. So they were uh, some of them were very critical. Like Doctor Disrespect was very critical about the game, saying that it, the graphics look better on 360, which is not true. You know, I don't know what kind of game he's playing since then, but definitely, you know, I know what kind of games he play. He spends so much time playing the same thing, which is COD or playing, you know, any other game. You know, I forget, you know, the stuff that he normally plays. But Battlefield is he's not a battlefield player, so he doesn't know. But the thing is this, um, we know for a fact that this is going to be 128 players on next gen, which is unfortunate for PS4 and Xbox Series X, you know, because you're not going to get, I think, more than 64 players per session, which is, uh, you know, sad. But if you want to have the big experience with all the players online, 128 players, you have to go for the next gen or you have to go for PC. The largest maps in the history of battlefield are going to be found here of course every single game the maps are getting bigger and bigger one thing that i think was disappointing because i mentioned this on my top 10 things that i would love to see for the next battlefield game for battlefield 6 now 2042 is that they are removing the in this case the campaign the single player campaign which is sad it is sad to be honest with you but at the same time, I realized that, you know, I got to be honest with myself. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, I've seen some some YouTubers here complaining, saying, well, you know why they took it away because I love this and that. You know, people sometimes they just like to create this type of chaos because it brings viewers so they can complain about it. And of course, it brings, you know, you troll something, you know, all of a sudden you get a lot of views. And, you know, there are a couple of games I'm not going to mention, but there were a couple that were uh, really trolling, to be honest with you, because the truth of the matter if you have played Battlefield in the last 10 years, at least, you realize that Battlefield has never really been much of a single-player campaign. As a matter of fact, the original 1942 had, didn't have a single-player campaign. And many games in the, in the franchise have never had a single-player campaign. It's always been the concentration on the multiplayer aspect. Of course, then, you know, they start kind of emphasizing a little bit more of that, and they start adding that, Bad Company, all of them, 3 and 4. And to be honest with you, the last time I played a single-player campaign on Battlefield was, nine, um, was um, in this case, Battlefield 4. Battlefield Carline, I, I couldn't finish it. I just, uh, it, it was just cheesy and it wasn't good. And then Battlefield uh, 1 and then 5, I haven't played the campaigns. I tried Battlefield 5. I think I tried a little bit of the Battlefield 1, maybe one or two stages. And then I just simply couldn't just, it didn't hold my attention. I wasn't in, intrigued by it, interested by it. I just went straight to the multiplayer. So well, I think ultimately they know the numbers and they know who is playing and who is not. So might as well, if you invest all your resources into that, then you take some money and some resources from what you want to do, which in this case is the multiplayer. And this is the aspect that most people are going to go and play on this new battlefield. So I, I understand. I might not agree with it, but at the same time, or be happy with it. But ultimately, I, I see where they're coming from. Also, there's no talk so far of Battle Royale, and people are excited for that, but even though they haven't talked about it, we know the, the aspect of the one to invest is on the, the live aspect, the live service aspect of that. So I don't know how they're going to do it. If this has to do with seasons, has to bind this, some people will love to have Battle Royales here. I'm not a big fan of Battle Royales. I don't think Battlefield needs it, but I know that some people love it. But you know, when you think about Battle Royale in Call of Duty, for example, it's because that's the only thing that makes Call of Duty very different, at least this modern uh, modern warfare, than anything else before it. Um, the small maps, you know, running six versus six, or you know, the more what twelve versus twelve, the most. 
But Battlefield has always been about the big fights, the big battles, the, the big weapons, the jets, the tanks, the vehicles, all of that, the destruction. So definitely this is something that is very different. So if they take it and they don't have it, I'm okay with that as long as they have some type of incentive for you to keep playing the game with new additions, new, you know, unlocks, all that kind of stuff, but in a better way. And I talk about it on my, on that podcast not long ago, when I talk, uh, talk about the top things, top 10 things that I want from this game. They talk about that they're going to have a bots, which is something that some people are intrigued by it. Uh, a lot of people don't like the idea because they, well, now it's going to dumb down the game. And what they're trying to do is particularly because there's certain servers in different parts of the world, like in Australia, for example, that they always suffer with really low counts on servers. So what they're trying to do is bring that so people can play. But a lot of people are dis dissing this without understanding that the capacity of the DICE has with A-Bots and the system that they have applied, even with Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. If you haven't played the most recent Star Wars Battlefront 2, I'm telling you, you should. The co-op mode with the A-Bots, which are really tough, is the best technology, the best way, the best co-op that I have in years. Really good. They have really mastered that technology in a way that they are bringing the same concept uh, here onto this big game, you know, into Battlefield. And I think it can work. I think if you do co-op modes, which I'm all for it, with a really nice AI bots, really in the way that they did it with Battlefront 2, then definitely it's going to be a lot of fun. And definitely filling this the, 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 the gaps is also another thing. You know, some people were saying, well, it's going to be kind of dumb like Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is going to be fun. If, you know, if you have been playing it lately, I think probably a month ago I was playing Titanfall 2, have fun with it. And... Of course, the bots there, they're not as smart, but uh, in this case with Battlefront 2, they have really mastered that. And I do believe that they can do it even better with Battlefield. So that's something that we still got to wait and see how they're going to manage. Weapon customization on the fly. That's something that was showcased on the gameplay trailer. Really called the plus system. Really looking forward to that because that means that you can change your attachments depending on the situation. Some people have doubts about it. Some people have questions about it, which is normal. But definitely this is a new system, new idea that really it can work if you really do it well. Also, they have what they call a specialist uh, unique gadgets. You know, there's different specialists you can choose that always have a specialist. They always come with a particular gadget. But all the rest of the gadgets, what they call the open gadget slots, and for all the different specialists are going to be open for you to choose whatever you want to add to it. So in many ways, if you want to be a medic while you're a sniper, you can do that. Uh, you, you have a revive gun. Or if you want to be, you know, have a rocket launcher, you can have that. So there's a lot of things you can do. And also you get the grenades and explosives slots. So that's super good. But in the, this gadgets that we saw in the different trailers, it's that we're going to have droids. We saw this kind of like a dog or kind of like a cat, you know, which was really fun. You got the grapple hook, which is another new addition. Very interested on this one. And the grapple hook has been used, of course, on Titanfall. So this is something that we are going to see here. The wingsuit, uh, that's one where you, that you can see flying and you can use that instead of um, a parachute. That's super cool. Also, the syringe gun that can really shoot at a distance. You can heal somebody at a distance. That's something good. That's something that, you know, they have done before. But I think the one that really uh, I always loved was when I used to play on the PlayStation 3 Mac. They have this syringe that, you know, you can shoot the, the in this case, the revive gun was super, super fun. The riot shield, that's something that is very new. I don't know how they're going to implement it here. We saw that. And possibly a deployable cover shield that we saw in a trailer. People are talking about that's a possibility that we're also going to see this here. So the possibilities are there. And of course, you know, another thing that I, it was surprising here 
is that we got the the vehicles now they have new vehicles and some of this have their six seaters which is good that means that you know they're talking about this are going to be huge maps so moving between one spot to the other is going to be difficult if you don't have vehicles so they're going to have that it's not going they're not going to flood the place with vehicles but they're going to allow you to call those vehicles which is always good and in, in those where you have six you had a driver and you have of course the different gunners and you have a spotter so there's it's going to be a, a way to transport and move from place to place it's interesting and another thing I think what we saw is the Frostbite engine. They, they're trying to utilize it as much as they can. And the new Levolution system, we didn't see as much destruction on these trailers, but we saw, of course, the effects of this big tornado, of the sandstorm, all of that. We're going to get to see more of that. And they're talking about there's going to be environmental destruction. We're going to see more of that, more graphic fidelity. And, of course, I am hoping and I'm praying that we get to see more footage soon, um, particularly on EA play live coming next month uh, hopefully we can get to see more gameplay better trailers more information because super, so far so good you know there's a lot of things there and even though EA didn't have this presentation i think they kill it with just with battle battlefield here and um i think took the cake from even from other presentations where they have more games so still we have to wait and see um the, uh, you know we have to keep our, our hopes in check at the same time but uh, it's exciting to see Battlefield to be, again, at the forefront and people talking about it. It's always exciting. Now, I would say that the number one at the end, the best presentation uh, in this A3, you have to give it to Xbox. Xbox was amazing. You know, and it was good because Xbox has suffered on many E3s, a lot of backlash, a lot of disappointing presentations. But this year, they came all out. It's like they didn't want to be undone. They didn't want to anyone to take their their place, and they did. And it was exciting to see their presentation. Game after game after game, they concentrate on that. Uh, not only talking about the good things about the, like I have done pre previously, talking about the good about their system, but mostly presenting the games. And I think that's the best part in the end. People will decide if that's the best part. But I think, you know, we are, as we know, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the original Xbox. And, you know, it's amazing that we have come thus far. I remember having my first Xbox and I have so much fun with that, with that one. And of course, now Bethesda being part of Xbox uh, owned by them. Definitely, it's a, it's, a, it's a great thing for them because it's bringing a lot of great games to Xbox. The first, they talk about Starfield coming out on November of next year. Uh, produced by Bethesda, it was going to be an Xbox exclusive. Even though we didn't see much, the trailer was super interesting. This is a game that has been in development for quite some time, and people are excited for that. And definitely, that was a good start of that presentation. We saw Stalker 2, part of Chernobyl, coming out next year. They have some gameplay there. It really looks good if you're into the survival type of games. Now, Back for Blood, that is produced by Warner Brothers Games, coming out on October 12th. You know, this year we saw so much stuff with, and it comes about vampires, survival horror, survival things. You know, there's a lot of that. And Back for Blood looks really fun. We also saw Contraband, which is an Xbox exclusive produced by Avalanche Studios. Uh, and the date is to be announced. There was It was a trailer, just a teaser trailer. There was no information about how the game is going to be. But it is an open world because we saw that it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be like Mafia who knows, but uh, it looks, the trailer looked good, you know, but we don't, we didn't see any gameplay. Now, Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, it is now a crossover with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And if you've been playing Sea of Thieves, and definitely this is good news for you, it's an expansion to it. I haven't played that game, so I, I wouldn't know, but I know that there's fans out there that love it. And the fact that they continue to expand it, you know, with this is good. 
Psychonauts 2. That was announced on August 25th. It's coming out. The original Psychonauts is, is a classic for, for a lot of people. It's a cult classic. And I think people are excited for that. The trailer was fun. Fallout 76 continues to grow. They continue to expand now with Steel Rain. It's going to be a free update on July 7th. It's amazing how much they haven't, you know, they continue to support this game. And also Fallout 76 Expeditions, uh, The Pit is coming out next year. We get to see more of Halo Infinite. And it's exciting to see this game, how far we have come with the Halo franchise. And to know that multiplayer, the multiplayer is going is free to play. And I think this is going to be one that is going to be really huge for Xbox. And it's coming on the ho this holiday season is going to be one of the most sought out games in my opinion. Now, they also talk about Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is a remaster of Diablo 2 coming out on September 23rd. If you're a fan of that franchise, The Outer Worlds, they have a very funny trailer, a teaser trailer. They, they had nothing to show, but the trailer was good and people love Outer Worlds. So, it, you know, it's something that we can expect to see more. And I'm guessing perhaps next year or sometime 2023, who knows if they don't give you a date then definitely they're still working on it. Now, Forza Horizon 5, that was a big one too, coming out in November 9. This is going to be set in Mexico, and the trailer was good. The gameplay that they showcased was good, and it's going to be the largest map for Horizon games yet. And of course, that always happens. Every single game, always, in every iteration of every other game, they're always going to have bigger maps, and the maps look good. Ray tracing, all of that is going to be amazing on the new consoles. Now, also, they talk about Redfall. This is a game produced by Bethesda and Arkane Studios coming out on the summer of next year. It's an Xbox exclusive. Looks really, really good. This is a game that is interesting. Also, survival, you know, vampire type of game. Looks very interesting. Co-op type. Really cool. Really, the trailer was really good. And definitely, that's an exciting thing to see. And one thing I would say about the Xbox presentation is that was the big emphasis that they did on the Game Pass. And not only because... I would say Game Pass is a great deal right now. You know, there's so many games coming, particularly from Bethesda. You know, from day one, you get a lot of games. I'm a member of Game Pass. I love Game Pass. I think it's fun. And I do it all. I actually do it on my PC. It's definitely good. It's a great investment, I would say, you know, for what they're offering. You know, it's, I think, the best service that you have so far. And other service can come closer, you know, that to the level of stuff that they are giving you that you can play pretty much from day one. So it's good. Definitely E3 was exciting. Um, exciting in so many ways. Even though, you know, a lot of people are, you know, and you're going to see a lot of these videos there, and most of the time it's just for views. You know, they tell you, oh, this was horrible. This was crappy. All of that. But when you really dissect the information and you look at the stuff that was presented there and showcased there, there were a lot of exciting things. There were a lot of games that are super good and a lot of uh, promising things. And, of course, some games... Um, not necessarily as good, but definitely are there. And, you know, we have to wait for more information, but also the, the, this, a lot of these companies are continuing with many of the games that are already established already there, and they're expanding things with free updates, all of that. And, you know, that's good because it keeps people engaged to these games for longer periods of time. And that's always good. Definitely with the price point of a lot of things nowadays, it's hard to sometimes to get the newer games. So sometimes the fact that you continue playing some of the games that you're already invested money on and they're adding more updates, that's good. That's good news for me. And it's good. You know, I, I, it's exciting to see the gaming world, con, you know, continues to thrive and continues to move forward regardless of the pandemic. And there were a lot of good things there. Disappointing things, things that didn't, they were mentioned and I was expecting more. And I think a lot of people were expecting more information. 
But ultimately, I think that the time will tell. We're going to get to see more stuff down the road, perhaps in the fall and, of course, before the holiday season. So we'll know for sure. Uh, but what is your opinion? What do you think about this E3? Anything that excited you here on the presentation? Anything you pay attention? Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you pre-order? Anything that, um, that you hope that they talk about but they didn't? Let me know. In the comments below, if you're watching YouTube, if you are listening uh, to the, the podcast, then you can come to Facebook, on Twitter, or you can come to YouTube. You can let me know how you feel about this presentation and let me know your, you know, the things that you're happy for and the things that you're disappointed with. Again, my friends, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. God bless you. Uh, and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.